welcome to Brewery Society Beers episode number six of Brutal Battle. Yes, so I'm continuing on with these, uh, having a lot of fun with it to be honest. Uh, hopefully the audio sounds okay because things have been moved around like I've kind of said on one of my, um, one of the other episodes that we've gotten some new furniture so the acoustics may be a little weird, playing with new setups and stuff like that and when I do these I set up differently because it's just me doing it. So, um, bear with me as I get these things figured out. So, uh, I know I've talked about kind of experimental things that the brewery has done on one of these episodes, and this one I'm going to kind of continue with that, but I'm going to approach it from the standpoint of doing experimental things with a theme at the center of it, in a sense, kind of like a series of things. Not like variants, but you'll see what I mean. So the first beer I'm going to jump into is a beer by them called Goza's Are Red, and it's a Goza-style ale with Syrah grapes. Now, before I crack this open, I want to say I'm, I'm picking this because one of the things I wanted to talk about is they've really started to do these kind of beer-wine hybrids, and this is a great example of it. This Goza's Are Red, Goza with Syrah grapes, but they've also done, um, they had one called Vindictive, which was basically Black Tuesday, uh, which is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout mixed with, I think it was aged with um, some uh, like ganache or grenache grapes, something like that, uh, a, a red grape, regardless. Uh, and then they also did one that we've talked about before that we had at Savor one time called Yount, and that was basically Black Tuesday mixed with Zinfandel grapes. So they've been doing a bunch of a bunch of that, but they've also done sours. They've been doing like wine uh, wine barrel aged sours and wine and barrel aged sours, usually with like oak fooders, and then they throw in wine grapes as well. So the grapes aspect of it has been something they've really been exploring, and that's mainly ramped up over the past mm, two years, I'd say. So it's kind of a new thing for them. So. Just wanted to kind of throw that out there about it. It's a thing they're doing. So let's get into this Gozes Are Red, which is 5.6% alcohol. And it's a 16-ounce can. Give this a pour. All right. Let me see. Let me get that can out of the way. All right, what does it look like? Uh, it looks like a Goza with Syrah grapes in it. It's very pink. Um, it's a little bit hazy. It's not super hazy. It's not really clear either. I can see shapes through it, basically. It has a significant head to it, and it's very small bubbles, uh, very dense head. Yeah, and it just looks like a really nice cloudy pink color. Smelling it. It's got that very typical Goza style, uh, Goza style smell. It's a little bit wheat-like on the end. You can kind of smell the salinity from the salt in it. It makes it very soft on the finish. And there's that nice kind of lemony tartness that you get with pretty much any Goza. Uh, but the cool thing is it starts kind of strong, and then it gets softer and rounded out with the salinity in the beer. Do I specifically smell Syrah grapes? 
there is a little bit of a of like a red grape quality uh, to the nose, but it's very very slight. And obviously, I wouldn't be able to pick out specifically Syrah. If I'm able to pick out anything Syrah with this beer, it's probably going to be in the actual taste. But I haven't been super big into wines for quite some time now, so I'm assuming I wouldn't be able to do that. It smells really nice. It smells like a nice, medium-low, sour, well, medium-low tart uh, goes up. Let's go in. Okay, so the tartness hits a little bit stronger than I originally thought on the first step sip, but it kind of comes down at the end, like I was saying on the nose, with a salinity kind of rounding it out. Going in again. Okay, yeah, so my palate's now getting a little more used to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So now, yeah, that sourness is starting to be acclimated more to my taste buds. That's coming down, and I am actually getting a significant grape present. Obviously, that's the Syrah grapes. It's a nice, like, red wine presence, which is actually giving it a little bit of the bitterness on the end that's coming off kind of tannic. Like, you can really get tannins in a red wine because of the amount of skin contact with the grapes. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's also, at the same time, kind of light and refreshing, especially being at 5.6% alcohol. Um, yeah. Do I think it's kind of like a, a uh, Syrah, or um, I'm sorry, Rosé. This is kind of like a, a bunch of breweries have been doing kind of like Rosé-inspired beers, and I feel like this is theirs. It's a little Rosé-like, I do think. Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah, it's really light, refreshing, but flavorful at the same time. The sourness isn't too low, but it's not too high. I think it hits a nice kind of medium. Yeah, it's pretty much at a medium level. Um, so it's one where if you're not in the sours, I'm not sure you're really going to like it. But if you are in the, sh in the sours, you, you will like it. And if you're eh in the sours, you might like it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, pretty good. Nice light. Kind of drinks more of like a, um, you know, spring-summer type beer. If you think seasonally about beers, that is. Okay, so there's a rinse. So, the next... Oops, sorry. Hope I just made some noise. I'll probably cut that out. Anyway, um... Okay, so the, the, the next thematic thing is one of the most interesting thematic things that they do. And, well, I'll talk about another, a, a few other ones. So they do a lot of these thematic things that I, that I just like catch on to. I'm, well, I see them and I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting and unique. So one that they did before was this theme where they took one base beer. I think it was like a Saison, I want to say. And they did it with Britannomyces, but they, it was four different ones and it was done with four different strains of Britannomyces. And then you can kind of get all four of them and put them side by side by side and taste them to see what the differences are, which I should have jumped on that opportunity. They're not available anymore. They might do that uh, at another point. I hope they do because I should have jumped on it when I had the chance to get those. But I think that's a really cool experiment to kind of look at something like Britannomyces 
And most people just know it as, oh, that's Britannomyces in there, like that funkiness. But what's the difference between these strains of Britannomyces? So those are the types of cool things they do. Another really cool one I saw that they did was where they took a wheat wine and they aged, they aged it in three different types of oak barrels. One of them was heavily charred. One of them had a medium char and one of them had a light char to it. So you could put those side by side and taste through and see how the char in the barrels impacted the beer itself. And then we come to the ones that I actually have had, because I, ha I haven't had the uh, those charred barrel ones either. The ones, a few that I have had, ones that they call their chronology series, where they'll do four beers in the series, and it usually starts with a different base beer. So the base beers they've used that I know of, they did a Imperial Porter, they did a Wee Heavy, and then they did an Old Ale, I believe. Um, yeah, I, I, it just says ale, but I, I think it's just like an old ale. And so this one is one that I'm going to be tasting, and it is their chronology ale aged in bourbon barrels. They're all aged in bourbon barrels, but they're aged for different lengths of time. So the four that they do is they do one aged in bourbon barrels for six months, one done for 12 months, one for 18, and one for 24. So you can kind of put those side by side and see, you know, does, you know, what's the big difference to the same base beer based off the length of barrel exposure, which I think is a really cool thing. So I haven't splurged and spent the money to get all four in a series because it does get kind of pricey with these beers, but I do happen to have in front of me a Chronology 24. This is uh, an ale aged in bourbon barrels for 24 months, which most people should know is two years. So let's go ahead and try this one. I wish, man, I wish I had the ability to do a bunch of them at the same time, but alas, I did not think ahead to do that. So maybe there will be an opportunity at some point because they do have archive sales with the beers. So we'll see. Okay, there we go. Oh my gosh. I probably cut my amount of struggle time uh, out with this uh, because... This is one of those beers that's dipped in wax on the top, and it looks like they did at least two layers, maybe more on it, because it was really, really thick. I was trying to get through it, and it took me a while, so I cut that down, because boredom, uh, for you guys at least. All right, so let's go. Oh, um, I didn't say 17%. I don't remember if I said that or not, so let's pour it in. Ooh, my goodness. <laughs> I can already see uh, the amount of time, well, what I'm assuming... The reason for the color is the amount of time in the barrel, I'm assuming, has to do with this. It is pretty dark. It's very, very dark brown. Yeah, it's a it's it's pretty cloudy, very dark brown. When I poured it, there's not much of a head on it. Just around the edges, there are some kind of large-ish bubbles hanging out there. Let me see if I have a... Um, <clears throat> oh, it says it's an English-style Old Ale on here. I was reading a little bit further. Is there a date on this one? I don't see a date because this is not a beer that I've that I just got. This one's been sitting down in my cellar for a little bit. I gotta say it's at least like three or four years old. So anyway, let me smell it. Whoa. Okay, I get a lot of raisin. I get a lot of vanilla, caramel. Ooh, it smells really smooth. It smells really kind of pretty sweet and and desserty 
very decadent. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of bourbon to it. So the caramel in there is very, very strong, but it also feels like it kind of like touches a chocolatiness, which is kind of weird. A lot of raisin to it, too. I know I already said raisin, but the, the level that I initially was smelling, it's getting even more as I continue to smell it. It smells really sweet. Yeah, very bourbony. A little bit of an astringency stinging my nose. There's a good vanilla in there, though. I smelled the wood from the barrel as well. I mean, with 24 months of contact time with that barrel, you're definitely going to get that wood coming through. And tons and tons and tons of bourbon character. Uh, very excited to try this. It smells probably a lot smoother than it should, to be honest. Going in. Mmm. Okay. So it doesn't taste caramelly. Okay, so the caramel I was saying I was smelling in it is actually tasting more like brown sugar when I'm tasting it. Yeah, it's very brown sugar tasting. Mm-hmm. It's very rich. It doesn't taste like it's 17% at all. Like, you can tell it's higher alcohol because there is a little bit of a burn to it, and it's very syrupy. Uh, but... And it's got that, like, high level of raisin flavor in there, too, that you get with higher ABV beers. But it seems more like it's probably in, in line with, like, 11 or 12%, I'd say. A lot of wood. Yeah, okay. Mm. Pretty sweet. Yeah, a lot of raisin. A lot of wood. A lot of bourbon flavors. Caramel, vanilla. Oh, I'm sorry, not caramel. Brown sugar, vanilla. And I feel like I do get a little bit of kind of like a char flavor, which I guess is coming from the wood. It does taste a little bit charred. Hmm. Yeah. That's really good. Especially for being a 17% beer, that's way smoother than I would assume it is. Uh, there's so much bourbon in this. I love the fact that the base beer for it is an old, like an English old style ale, which I guess that being an English old ale, that's where a lot of that brown sugar is coming from, because usually English old ales are pretty sweet. That's a good beer, but it's more of like a dessert sipping beer than it is anything else. Uh, but I really like it. That's really great. So anyway, let's find out what we have for beer number three. And sorry if the audio ends up sounding a little bit different with this one because I'm trying to duplicate setup when I do uh, when I do the different days for the recordings when I smash this together. So sorry if it's a little bit different. It might be. But playing around with that. Anyway, so the third beer is uh, probably going to really increase on the sour factor uh, because I know how the brewery does with their sours. And this is kind of supposed to be, you know, kind of straight up sour. No, you know, vanilla or lactose or fruit to round things out. So this is called Train to Beer Cell. It is an imperial sour blonde ale aged in oak barrels, and it's done in American oak and French oak, and it is 8.4% alcohol. This is supposed to be the brewery's take on a traditional Belgian lambic, and Beer Cell, I believe, refers to the town of Beer Cell in Belgium. And um, yeah, this is actually a uh, award-winning beer for them. I believe it won a gold medal at the Great American Beer Festival, I want to say two years ago, one or two years ago, something like that. 
So I've been eager to try this beer. I haven't ever had it yet. So let's crack in. Oh, and this is a, in a 750 milliliter bottle. Cracking in. All right, here we go. Pour this sucker. take a look here. Looks like pretty orangey yellow. Um, it's a little hazy. I can kind of see through it. You know, I can, I can see what's on the other side of it, but it's not super clear. So a little bit hazy. It's got a nice head to it. Very fine bubbles uh, mixed with some medium and large bubbles on the top. But for the most part, like a th kind of thick-ish uh, fine bubble head to it. Ooh, it smells, I, I definitely get the tartness, a lot of lemon coming through, but it's pretty funky too, actually. Maybe a little bit of apple, but not like a Granny Smith apple that would indicate acetaldehyde. It's actually just like a little of kind of like, maybe like a Gala apple, you know, it's more on the sweet side, not tart. But I definitely smell, in addition to the apple, that... Uh, lemon, like a nice lemony tartness. I get a decent funk. Smells kind of like Brett-like. Hmm. Smells a little woody, too. Oh, yeah. Now that I took even even deeper sniffs of it, I get a lot of wood character, actually. Yeah, that smells really wood. Almost a little bit... It, it almost gets to that note of being a little bit like the smell of a, uh, of a freshly ground pencil. Or fresh, freshly sharpened pencil, I should say. Alright, I'm going in for a sip. Ooh, yeah. That sourness just, like, comes right at your tongue like a, like a Mack truck. It just barrels through. Like, the way I took my sip, the, it, the liquid kind of hit towards the front of my tongue. And it's just like I felt the sourness go all the way from the front of my tongue all the way to the back of it, like it was making all of my taste buds stand at attention. Hmm. I'm going to need a few more sips to really, you know, have my palate acclimate to the sourness. Hmm. But right off the bat, definitely getting that lemony sourness. I do taste that apple note a little bit afterwards. It was pretty nice, because like I said, it's it's like that sweet apple. It's not like a Granny Smith-style apple. Hmm. Okay. Now I'm getting a little more used to it. I'm getting the wood character now. It's starting to build up. This is very crisp. It's very refreshing. But if you're not a fan of sourness, I'm not sure you're really going to like this. It is pretty sour. I'm not saying it's like the most sour beer I've had because it's definitely not. And it's not even the most sour beer I've had from the brewery. Or in this case, technically, Brewery Teru, their sour arm. Hmm. It's good. I do taste a little bit of a funk in there. But it's pretty slight because the uh, I feel like the... The oak and the lemony sourness and that apple are definitely higher than that funkiness, but you get a little bit of a funky characteristic coming off on the very end of each sip, which I like. I like that little touch. And as I leave, as I don't take another sip and I just kind of leave whatever's in my mouth linger on my tongue, 
I mainly get like that lemony sourness sitting around and a little bit of like a sweet apple. Yeah. And then actually it's starting to taste a little bit grapey at the same time, like, but like a, a nice dry, um, white wine, kind of like a Sauvignon Blanc. I get that because I definitely get like a grapey quality to it, but it's also acidic. So it is kind of like, yeah, that Sauvignon Blanc. Hmm. This is good. If you're into more sour, this is kind of like a medium high sourness. If you're down with that and you like a nice, you know, lemony apple grape with some good oak flavor, this would be for you. I dig it. It's nice. Um, with the current mood that I'm in right now, when I busted this open, it's kind of hitting that spot. So I enjoy it. Anyway, on to beer four. And this is a variant of one of my favorite beers by the brewery. It is a variant of So Happens It's Tuesday, which if you remember back on some of these other episodes, I did a regular So Happens It's Tuesday, and I did a coffee version, which I liked the regular version more than the coffee version. So it'll be interesting to see what I think of this particular variant of it. This is So Happens It's Tuesday Mole, and it is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels, with vanilla, cacao, cinnamon, cayenne peppers, and lactose. So this is 15% alcohol, and it's in a 16-ounce can. Let's dig in. Ooh, there we go. I can already smell the alcohol after popping that, and I also smell a little bit of, I guess, I'm guessing what is the uh, peppers, because there's something that just kind of like sharply hits my nose real quick in addition to the alcohol. So I'm assuming it's a cayenne pepper. Ooh, ooh, man, lots and lots of chocolateiness. Man, there's a lot going on in there. Let me really get a deep sniff. Ooh, smells like beautiful milk chocolate mixed with a little bit of dark chocolate. I definitely get the pepper, but it's very, very slight. The cacao is just, that's what's making that really nice chocolatey note in there. I get that cinnamon, but the cinnamon is just very, um, very soft, and it kind of blends in very, very nicely with the chocolate notes. Ooh, this smells really decadent, really dessert-like. I don't smell that there's any, like, real heat to it, and the alcohol, it's there, but it doesn't smell too crazy. And now when I take that last sniff that I just did, the peppers in there, I actually smell a little bit of a vegetal note coming from those peppers. And it smells super creamy, so the fact that there's lactose in this, I can definitely pick up on that. I'm also smelling a little bit of the bourbon barrel as well, so there's a little bit of a carameliness, a little bit of a woody note to it, a little, little bit of raisin, and some vanilla as well from the barrel. So this is smelling actually really, really great. This smells outstanding. Let's go in. Ooh. Oh my. That's a very, very soft. That beer is flavorful, yet super easy. It's creamy, but not too creamy. It's got like a medium-low body to it. So it's not as much body as I actually thought there would be, but it's flavorful and it's nice. Mmm. Okay, so I definitely get a little bit of the heat from the peppers. Uh, I get that vegetal flavor from the peppers as well. I definitely get more actual bourbon flavors than I did in the aroma. There's more of that kind of raisin coming through, the caramel, the vanilla, 
the wood. Um, that chocolate is definitely there, but it's less perceptible than it was in the nose. And I'm starting to feel some heat rising in the back of my throat from the peppers, which is kind of nice. And there's actually a um, like a low coffee roastiness on the end of each sip as well. Hmm. The cinnamon's there, but it's pretty low. And just like in the nose, like the cinnamon actually folds in really, really well with the chocolate notes. Now, the peppers are way more perceptible in the flavor than I thought they would be based on the aroma. They do come off kind of vegetally. They do have that, you know, little bit of heat. But it's interesting because the heat from the peppers actually kind of mixes with the heat from the alcohol. And they kind of go together. It, they, they're like mixing. So you, it's hard to differentiate what's coming from what, which is kind of a weird thing. But this is good. There's so many layers to this beer, but they all kind of go together pretty well. Mmm. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know how this was going to be, but I really like it. It definitely tastes like it's, um, it's like a, uh, holiday style beer in my opinion. Some people may say that's kind of weird because of the peppers added to it, but I'm saying mainly from the, the aspect of those kind of like, the vanilla, the caramel, the chocolate, the cinnamon, like all of that together just says like holidays to me, which is when I'm recording this. So it's around the holidays. So it's pretty appropriate, but yeah, this is a nice beer. I like this. So, uh, my ratings, I'm going to have to go ahead and what gets in what slot for this one. So my number four beer for this episode is the Gozas are red, which I like quite a bit. I mean, all these beers are quite good, but I got to put one in the four spot. So Gozas are red is in the four spot. That was the Goza style ale with Syrah grapes. Then my third spot is the train to beer cell, which is an Imperial sour blonde agent Oak. That was their kind of take on a, um, Typical Belgian-style Lambic. Uh, my number two is actually going to be the Chronology 24, which was the English-style old ale aged in bourbon barrels for 24 months. And my number one for this episode is going to be this, right in front of me at the moment. The Soap Happens It's Tuesday Mole, which is the Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla, cacao, cinnamon, cayenne peppers, and lactose. Um, kind of surprised. I kind of thought because of the peppers and the cinnamon that that was not going to go this way for me, uh, because I don't do all that well with heat and peppers. And I also don't really like spices all that much, but you know, things surprise you from time to time. So my, the top five have not changed though. So, so the recap for the top five on this one, number five is the icky thump Imperial stout with coffee. Uh, number four is the Atta boysenberry bourbon barrel aged wheat wine with boysenberry and vanilla. Number three is the s'more bubbles, which is the sour stout and imperial stout blended aged in bourbon barrels with marshmallow, cacao, graham cracker, and vanilla. My number two overall is the straight up. So happens it's Tuesday. And my number one for all of these series of episodes for the brewery uh, society beers is the Wee Heavy Coconuts, which is a bourbon barrel-aged Scotch Wee Heavy with toasted coconut, walnuts, and cinnamon. So I am having a blast doing these types of episodes. Hopefully you are enjoying listening to them. I have plenty more brewery beers coming up, and I'm actually getting a large amount more in pretty soon. So 
I can keep going with these. Um, but hopefully everyone's enjoying this. Please help me out and go ahead and give me a rating and review on whatever podcatcher you're listening through. But the big one that really helps me is iTunes. If you go there, give a rating and review, that'd be great. If you have any feedback or anything, brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. But thanks everyone for listening, and until next time, keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 